Welcome to the Middle East Report Special Edition. I'm John Riley. Each week, I help you make sense of what's happening in that region through a biblical lens. Security threats, archaeological discoveries, biblical prophecy. Those are just a few of the things that we cover each and every week. The main purpose of the Middle East Report Special Edition is to encourage you to read, study, and apply the Word of God in your life. And the best way to do that is to connect to the people, places, and geography of what we read in God's Word. And I try to help you do that each week right here on the Middle East Report Special Edition. Well, the war in Israel is ongoing. We need to continue to pray about that. And we also need to get a pastoral perspective on what's happening in Israel and how we should respond to what's happening there with that war. And that's why I invited my good friend, Pastor Todd Schumacher, to join me today. I have known Pastor Todd for a long time, he and his family, and he's known my family for a long time. Uh, He is the founding pastor of the Church of the King in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Pastor Todd, thank you for joining us today on the Middle East Report Special Edition. It's great to be here, and uh, man, I really do miss you and hope to see you soon, John. Well, we appreciate you and your ministry there in Lake Charles, Louisiana. You guys are doing so many different things there in Lake Charles. We're going to talk about what's happening in Israel here in a moment. But first, I want you to tell everybody about uh, Church of the King there in Lake Charles, what your vision is and what your mission is and what you guys are doing there in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, Sure. I mean, my my wife and I founded the church at the very end of 2006 when um, I was 31 and she was 30, and we had no idea what we were getting into. It was a God deal. We jumped in with both feet. In fact, from the time that we knew that God was calling us to Lake Charles, which, by the way, was the one place I'd told the Lord I would never go. From the time we went, it's Lake Charles. It was a God deal. From the time we had our first service was six weeks. Um, And in that time, we purchased a million-dollar facility, which was a God deal. And uh, God just began to show up, and and we grew, and we were blowing and going and and running three services at a fairly large facility. And Lake Charles in 2019 was our biggest year. We'd seen so many people come to know the Lord. And then 2020 hit, and uh, COVID, politics. But for us in Lake Charles, it was Hurricane Laura, I mean, August 27th, 2020, that destroyed our city, destroyed most of people's homes, destroyed our church. And so that was a defining moment, and we have recovered from that. We are still not back in our facility. We're meeting mobile and holding multiple services at a local school, which is very challenging for a large church. But we get back into our new facility, um, and actually into our old facility in May. We have another campus that we're launching south of town that was just a blessing, really cool. Pastor Craig Rochelle from Life Church gave us the architectural plans, so we bought land. We're building out there. During this time, while we're still mobile, we planted another campus and a smaller town about 50 minutes away, and it's been doing just amazing. So God's been good to us, very good. It's been a blessing. Our our call is to reach people, build lives, and we want to see the church filled not just on Sundays, but used every day of the week to reach people and build lives. You are doing that, uh, Pastor Todd, and I know you personally. uh, You're one of the most godly pastors that I know in the country, and God is blessing your ministry there in Lake Charles, Louisiana, in incredible ways. And, And I really think that 
part of that, this is just me, is because of your love for the Jewish people and the land of Israel. We want to talk about the ongoing war that's happening there in the land of Israel. And I want to start right here at the top of the hour and just say, why do you, you know, love the Jewish people and, and the land of Israel so much? I mean, if you read the Bible, how can you not? How can you not love God's chosen people? How can you not love the promised land? It's still promised to them today. And I, I realize that we're grafted, and Paul writes about that in, in, in Romans, and says that we're, we're grafted in, but what an honor that is. And then my family coming from Jewish roots, there's that as well. But if you read the Bible, God is very concerned with people, God is very concerned with place. And that's wrapped up in, in the Jewish people and in the nation of Israel and specifically Jerusalem. So I don't know. How can you not love it if you read the Bible? You're right. Absolutely. Well, I want to get your thoughts on what happened on October 7th, the massacre in Israel. And now uh, we know, of course, uh, the extent of that and the the utter satanic plot that was devised by Hamas to just destroy the Jewish people. Uh, Share your response as to what happened there on October 7th in Israel. Honestly, it was uh, heartbreaking. Uh, Some of my closest friends in the world are Israeli. And to see what happened on October 7th on a personal level was devastating. It was exceedingly emotional for me personally, but practically, I was mad. I was heartbroken and I was mad. I was mad in part because Israel had handed Gaza over to the Palestinians. September 22nd, 2005, they handed it to the Palestinians, all of Gaza. And then they voted in 2006 for Hamas to come into power. The Israelis were completely out. And I was mad because it's because it was like, this is what you've done. This is what you've done with the land that's been given you. Really. And you've now attacked. And what's interesting to me is most of the sites that they attacked were full of the people who had the biggest heart for them and aided them and helped them and drove them back and forth to hospitals and helped them get jobs in Israel. And those were the people that ended up being killed. I was devastated personally. Practically, it was horrific. You know, a lot of people don't realize what you just said, Pastor Todd, about so many of those communities along the Gaza border, they were actually trying to bless uh, the citizens there in Gaza. I've spoke to several of them. I know that you have as well. And they're like, well, I've, I, I have friends over there that I'm praying for. And, and we try to, try to do things to get a friendship going in between them. But obviously, all of that was completely and totally shattered on October 7th, on that massacre. Absolutely. And, and honestly, for many, it was just an unbelievably deep betrayal because they felt like, wait, we've, you know, for example, like Barry, like everybody here is, their heart is to support and help the Gazan people become better. And then they realized that the very people that they were helping were providing intelligence to Hamas terrorists. 
And many of them themselves ended up being terrorists. It, it was heartbreaking. The betrayal was devastating. And I personally, I felt that. And I think that much of the world has, has failed to see that it's somehow been swept under the rug or, or overlooked. When you think about what happened there with that massacre there in, in Israel, my thoughts are, is this just a physical war or is there a spiritual component to what's going on? And I want to ask you that question as a pastor, if you could kind of maybe just unpack sure. that a little bit or just share your thoughts on that. Sure. It, it, it's clearly, well, obviously it's a physical war. However, the spiritual root is huge. The spiritual root is massive. As a pastor, I tell our congregation so often, everything that you'll see in the physical is just often a mirror of what's taking place in the, spirit, in the spiritual. And the fact of the matter is that the enemy hates people, but he specifically hates those who are chosen by God. And so when we look at what happened on October 7th, certainly this was a fulfillment of Hamas and their desire to destroy Israel and the Jewish people, but the root of that is spiritual. And so I remember uh, I was studying at, at Fuller in intercultural studies, working on my master's, and part of the cohort had two Rwandans and, and one of him, and I'll withhold his name just because I haven't gotten permission. He told the story how in 1994, he was away and the genocide took place. And he's Tutsi, but his best friends and neighbors were Hutu. And he said that there was a spirit of war. He came back, he said there was a spirit of war, but his neighbors murdered his family some of his closest friends, and said, how in the world, Antoine, how can, that, how can that be? He said, there really was just a spirit that swept through the entire country and caused death, devastation. And his words were, it was a spirit of war. It was demonic. And I really believe that's the same operating principle that the enemy used on October 7th. It was just a manifestation of what had been taking place in the hearts of many, not all, but many and most in Gaza. What do you think of this, uh, Pastor Todd? I've, I've told a lot of people, look, it, it definitely is a spiritual warfare. It's almost like uh, the enemy, Satan, is trying to wipe out the promises of God because God has a covenant with the Jewish people, and he's doing his level best to try to wipe out that covenant. Is that part of it? Absolutely. I mean, the enemy hates people. He specifically hates the Jewish people. Historically, we've seen this. It's amazing how resilient they are. It's the only people that have been exiled multiple times come back from it. And we see them spread out through all of the world, come back to their ancestral homeland. It's the only people who's, well, it's really the only ancient language that's been raised from the dead. So clearly God's on their side, but also it's very clear there's really just a spiritual force at work. We know who that is. That's, that's the prince and the power of this world. And, and that Satan himself hates the Jewish people because they represent the fulfillment of the promise of God. Well, now uh, we're seeing this demonic manifestation of the hatred of the Jewish people just spread to uh, new highs here in our country or just exposed in new ways here in our country. I believe it was already here. It's on college campuses. We have anti-Israel protests. And I want to get your thoughts on what's going on across our nation. I saw a news article not too long ago of something going on in New York with uh, these protesters. They were Palestinian people, Arab people, 
protesting what was going on there. They were blocking roads there in New York. And, boy, you don't want to upset New Yorkers, that's for sure. They were really upset about everybody blocking roads just because they wanted to get their cause out. So what are your thoughts about, you know, what's happening on our college campuses with this Jew hatred, anti-Semitism that's going on across our nation right now? Well, I think it's a spiritual route. Uh, part of me is like, wow, is this like 1939? Because an- anti-Semitism, I think that the latest stat is it's up 1,700%. Um, it's insane. There's clearly a spiritual route. I-, I look at what's taking place specifically, and I'd like to get specific. What's taking place in universities and campuses across our country, I think that's a, a huge deal because the way that the enemy operates is he begins with thought. And and if we can get our universities and pervert them, because remember, universities are thought leaders. This is what they are. They're they're thought leaders. And this is supremely important. The enemy knows this because our thoughts will become deeds. Our deeds turn into habits. Our habits turn into character. Our character determines our destiny. And so if if we can take, and if I'm the enemy, I don't know if you remember Paul Harvey and the, if I were the devil, do you remember that broadcast? It's yeah. fairly famous. If I was the enemy, if I was the devil, I would pervert universities specifically because they're thought leaders. It's just uh, really interesting to me that we see so many universities, my goodness, the the original universities out, out of Ivy League, all but Cornell. I mean, Princeton and Harvard and Brown and Penn and Yale, they were all seminaries. And yet now they are purporting some of the most vile filth and lies about the Jewish people. Why is that? Well, because the enemy's at work. Because if you can change the thoughts of a nation, you can turn them into action that's contrary, and particularly in anti-Semitism, obviously, to an entire people group, and you change the heart of the nation, and it becomes very far from what it once was. If if the enemy can do this in the United States, he can do this anywhere. Anti-Semitism is purely at its root a tactic of the enemy to bring destruction, not just to the Jewish people, but to all people. It's that's That's just basically how I see it. I don't know if that's clear enough for you. That is clear enough. And this uh, rise of Jew hatred and anti-Semitism across our country is... It's just blowing me away, you know, to see what is going on. Uh, and it seems to me, and I may be wrong on this, but it really seems to be kind of a almost a youth movement among young people uh, with with the, this, you know, Jew hatred that's going on. So and on college campuses, and we absolutely need to see this as a spiritual warfare. And what do we need to do to stand against that as the people of God, Pastor Todd? First of all, read the Bible. There is no substitute for having biblical literacy. One of the things that I've seen, and and I think you've seen this as well, is the tremendous decline in particularly young evangelicals who are no longer seeing Israel as very important to their faith. We have to recognize that God's promised people are still, they are, the, they are the physical children of God. We're the spiritual children of God. They're grafted in. Israel is still important. My word, Jerusalem matters. Israel matters. If we don't teach our young people the unbelievable value of knowing the Bible, we're going to see them deviate from it. 
you know, the, the distraction of this world is huge. Technology is amoral. That means it's neither right nor wrong. But if people bend towards wrong, and we know that they do, that's the broken sin nature, we need to be aware that our, and I just remember, I have, I have teenagers. My kids are teenagers. I have to be careful the distraction that's around them because the, the voice of this world and the enemy is very loud which is why as a parent and a pastor, it is my responsibility to ensure that they are receiving the voice of the Lord from mom and dad in the home, from the pulpit, in their schooling, in their education, so that they know the truth of God's word. So as, as I as I see what's taking place, particularly with young people, there is no substitute for truth. And that is God's word. So if there's one thing that I'm passionate about, it's seeing young people know the Bible. Because when they know the Bible, their worldview is in line with God's world and the world that he has for us to, to see come, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That'll never happen outside of us knowing his plan for his kingdom on this earth in the Bible. But we have to pick up the Bible and read it. We, we can't just, you know, say, oh, there's the Bible. We have to pick it up and read it. And not just read it, we have to study the Bible. Absolutely. You know, Psalms 119, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. It has to be the thing that guides us. You know, where David says, your word is, have I hid my heart so that I might not sin against thee? I have to know the word and it has to be more than something that I just hear somebody talk about on Sundays. I need to read it or listen to it. A lot of people are auditory learners. Listen to the Bible. You can get on the YouVersion app and you can listen to the Bible. Just get it in your heart so that it's not something that you know about. You recognize it's a letter from someone who loves you and you live that out. This is how we have a proper worldview. This is how we recognize God's heart for his people and the Jewish people and for the significance of Jerusalem and Israel. Talking to Pastor Todd Schumacher, he is the founding pastor of Church of the King in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and I want to encourage you to connect with uh, that ministry there. They are doing so many good things, and you can find out more. They've got podcasts and a lot of different ways for you to connect. It's cotk.us, cotk.us, and you can get some uh, great information when you can go to that website and find out what they are doing. You can pray for them. I'm telling you, Pastor Todd has a heart for the Jewish people. He has a heart for the land of Israel. Pastor Todd, why are our churches across the country not, a lot of them anyway, not teaching about the importance of Israel? I mean, is that something, you know, they need to do or should they stay away from that? I mean, what would you say to people who are listening today about churches that are, are not, you know, t teaching about Israel and the Jewish people? I think they're doing their congregants it's a disservice and not tr teaching the full truth because we're called to have a heart for Israel. I mean, Jesus showed up as a Jew. That, that's, that's pretty important, I think, that the creator of the universe comes down to his creation to reach the Jewish people. Remember, Jesus said that he's first for the, the lost sheep of Israel.
And I think that matters. It's important. It should be, it was important to Jesus. It should be important to us as well. To those that don't teach the importance of Israel, or they they teach a re- replacement theology that says, oh, well, Israel doesn't matter because we're the, the new Israel. That, that's just not biblical. And so we are grafted in, and we should recognize the roots of our faith. Uh, one of the things that, that I've really enjoyed is connecting with those in the Jewish community, both locally um, and in Israel, and the depth of, of knowledge and understanding of God's Word as they read it in their native language for those that are native Hebrew speakers. Oh, it just opens up a whole new world. So I think there's a depth that we get when we recognize not just that Israel is important and Jerusalem's important, but that we connect with Jewish sources that help us to understand God's word. That's that's my take. That it's we do a disservice if we don't teach the importance of Israel and the Jewish people. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about some of the political stuff happening here in our country as it relates to Israel. Right now, Pastor Todd, the Biden administration is doing, you know, a lot uh, for Israel in some ways, but in other ways, kind of behind the scenes, they're like, okay, uh, stop the war, uh, get it over with, uh, what's taking you so long? And there are these calls for ceasefire. Should Israel just stop what they're doing and get out of Gaza? I mean, the Biden administration seems to think that that should be the case. Well, initially, shortly after October 7th, I was pleasantly surprised at the response from our current administration on the stance that they took in regards to Israel. But as they say, talk is cheap, and what really matters is supporting Israel and recognizing that a ceasefire is ridiculous. How is that going to help Israel when they've not yet defeated Hamas and they're being attacked on the the Lebanese border by Hezbollah, which is honestly the bigger war is coming? It, it, It makes no sense. We also recognize, or we should recognize, that both Hamas and Hezbollah are proxies for the real evil in the region, and that's Iran. And that's a very scary thing for those that are in Israel. They recognize this and they know this. And though we recognize that Netanyahu is embroiled in somewhat of a scandal and many people are upset, we should have known. Let me just tell you, there was there was a failure on October 7th, I believe, to, to have the intelligence that they needed to prevent that. H- however, that I don't believe that that was intentional in any way, shape, or form. But it doesn't matter. Where we are today, they have to continue until victory. You know, on October 7th, we saw over 1,200 people massacred, murdered, horrific violence. December 7th, 1941, we saw Pearl Harbor attacked, and we saw 2,400 people killed, 68 civilians. Our response was, we went on the offensive, and nobody could stop us because we knew what we had to do to protect our land. October 7th was Israel's birth, and we should stand with them strongly, not just with words, but in deeds and actions, and support them in their decision to determine their own destiny as a sovereign nation and to protect their people. So I've been, since October 7th, sorely disappointed in how the current administration has pushed for pulling the reins back on destroying those that have no more 
with no more purpose in life than to destroy Israel. Pastor Todd, I want to ask you what you think about the United Nations and its actions toward Israel. Well, I think that the UN is unbelievably biased against Israel. All you have to do is look at the number of resolutions that are against Israel in comparison with those even terror states. It's ridiculous. Clearly, it's a dysfunctional entity. Uh, some of the claims that are being purported of genocide that South Africa is bringing. Okay, here's the definition of genocide. It's a deliberate killing of a large number of people from a particular nation or ethnic group with the aim of destroying the nation or group. Okay, that sounds to me like what Hamas and Hezbollah are. That is what they want to do. That is what they attempted. They attempted, and in some respects, I would say did commit genocide in killing over 1,200 people on October 7th. And now somehow the UN is flipping that around to say that Israel is in the wrong. This is absolute, it's lunacy. For anyone who thinks rationally and logically, it does not make sense. Well, I think it just is showing a hatred from the United Nations toward Israel the only democracy there in the Middle East. We need Israel. We need Israel to be strong. They are on the forefront of fighting terrorism. And so it is, like you said, lunacy. It is craziness coming out of the United Nations. And uh, when people hear this, they need to have their antennas up and say, wait a minute, this is just a bunch of fake stuff coming from an organization that does does nothing. The United Nations really does nothing. Somebody told me the definition of the United Nations was united nothing. And I, I would probably pretty much agree with that when it comes to, to the United Nations, especially toward the Jewish people. And it's just a constant hatred toward the Jewish people and, and the land of Israel. Pastor Todd, thank you for your love for the land of Israel. Thank you for your love for the Jewish people and what you guys are doing there in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I want people to connect with what you guys are doing there. It's real easy to do. You can go to cotk.us. That's cotk.us. And you can get some more information about what Church of the King is doing there in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Pastor Todd, thank you for what God is doing there in Lake Charles, Louisiana with the ministry, and may God continue to bless you and expand your territory there in that uh, part of the country. Well, thank you. Appreciate you, John. Pastor Todd and the entire staff at Church of the King in Lake Charles, Louisiana, they are awesome. For me personally and my family, they have meant so much to us, even though I never attended Church of the King there in Louisiana. We have become great friends and in times of need and counsel, I have gone to them. I've gone to Pastor Todd, and he has counseled me, and he has given me encouragement on certain things. That's just the kind of guy that he is. In fact, the entire pastoral staff there at Church of the King in Lake Charles, Louisiana, I just want to encourage you to please pray for that ministry. God is moving in Church of the King in a big, big way, and they would appreciate your prayers. And if you want to connect with them, you can go to cotk.us. At cotk.us. That's the Middle East Report. I want to thank you for listening today, and I just want to remind you that you can download a podcast of the show wherever you get your podcast. We're on all the major podcast platforms out there, so check that out. And I hope uh, you'll like the podcast on um, whichever platform you're on. 
that way it'll continue to grow. I'd appreciate that. You can also listen to this podcast on American Family Radio. Just go to AFR.net, click on the podcast tab, and look for the Middle East Report. Thanks for listening.